welcome to Active Lab, the official podcast of Active San Gabriel Valley. We're a place-based community organization headquartered in the friendly city of El Monte. Our mission is to create a more sustainable, equitable, and livable San Gabriel Valley. My name is Carly Curiel, and I'm a community engagement specialist at Active SGV. And I'm Amy Wong, a program specialist at Active SGV. So today's episode is all about our bike-friendly business district program, commonly called BFBD. So what is a bike-friendly business district? The goal of this program is to encourage residents in our community to walk and bike to local businesses in our city. And right now, this program features the cities of El Monte, South El Monte, and Baldwin Park. We're very fortunate to be partnering with 24 local businesses in our communities. These participating businesses, they offer discounts, amenities to people who walk and bike to their businesses. Just to provide a bit of background, this program first launched with the cities of South Pasadena and Glendora. And now this year, we're lucky to bring it to these three cities. And hopefully after 2020, um, we'll promote this program for other cities in the San Gabriel Valley. We're very lucky today to be with one of the bike-friendly businesses in our program. We have hosted multiple events with them across the span of at least a year. And we've hosted a bike ride, for example, and we love their food. So I'm very excited to introduce Plant Love Food as our guest today for the podcast. I do want to acknowledge too that right now COVID-19 is very much a big risk and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I really want to introduce um, our business owners of Plant Love Food, Janet and Osmar. And yes. welcome so much to our podcast and we thank you so much for being here. Um, so if you could let folks know who you are, what city you live in, where you work in, and how long you've been a business owner. All right, well, hello, everybody, and thank you for having us, Amy and Carly. I know it's been a long time coming. My name is Jeanette Hernandez, and I'm from the city of El Monte. I moved here about three years ago. About two years ago, we started the business of Plant Love Food. Originally, it was just a pop-up delivery service, private catering, um, you know, just taking private orders. And we realized that a lot of our customers were from the San Gabriel Valley area. And I was already living in El Monte and we wanted to find a secure location in the city. And thankfully we were able to, in January of 2019, we opened up a small shared location inside of the car wash called Star Auto Spa, uh, alongside my partner Osmar and my mother, who's also a huge uh, help in the business. And, you know, we were able to build our loyal fan base there. And it allowed us to, you know, to grow personally and, and with the business, obviously. Now we're, yeah, now, now on to another project, which we'll uh, talk about later. For now, let you talk to Osmar. So, hi, guys. My name is Osmar Merida. And, uh, yeah, as she mentioned, you know, we started the business about two years ago. You know, we were exactly like she said, you know, started out from a small little pop-up posting up in the street in a small 10 by 10 tent and eventually moved our way up. We were at the car wash for a while and now, you know, we're, we finally got our own little station. So, you know, we're very excited. We're very happy. I know this whole COVID situation has been, you know, really tough for some, but 
it also sheds light that you know if you stay positive opportunities also come yeah, out they will, arise. Know, they will arise so we're very thankful for that and as jenna mentioned but yeah thank you for having us thank you and i know you touched on this a little bit i did want to follow up um so how did you get started in the restaurant business in the first place i know plant love food was started you said two years ago so what yes. really sparked your interest in taking on a restaurant endeavor? Me, um, I've always had a passion for cooking since I was a little girl. I was the middle child and often had to, you know, take care of my siblings and had to cook for them to help out my mother. And I just learned very early on how to do it. And as I got older and became an adult, I, you know, cooked. And it really wasn't until I switched to a plant-based diet that I I really wanted to do something because I, it was something interesting to me because it was a huge part of my culture, you know, growing up in Mexico. And uh, there were certain, you know, recipes that I thought I couldn't live without. And I knew other people would be going through the same thing if they were transitioning to a plant-based diet. And I wanted to make it easy for everybody to access it or at least to be aware that there are options for them. And they don't have to feel alone about the fact that they, they're not going to eat meat, but they can still enjoy many recipes that they're used to, um, you know, whether tacos, burritos, pozole, traditional, uh, you know, Mexican dishes that, that I think a lot of us have like an emotional connection to because it reminds us of our childhood or our families growing up. I really wanted to bring that out to the public because I knew that our food where I grew up and, you know, what my mother has taught me and what her mother has taught her, that it was really good food. And I didn't want those recipes just not, you know, not to exist after we're all gone because I learned from how to cook from my mother and she learned how to cook from her mother and so on and so on. You know, these recipes, uh, they mean a lot to me. And I, like I said, wanted um, the public to get to try them, you know, because they're very unique. You don't lose the flavor just because it's plant-based. And, you know, that's the main mission that we are out there. You know, we want to change people's at least perspective of what they think a plant-based lifestyle is or should be. You know, right now we're doing that through our food. You know, we're planting that idea that, hey, you know, it is possible and it does taste good, you know, so why not? You know, if the options are out there, why not cause less harm and just reduce, you know, certain things that we don't need to do. That was the main the vision I had, you know, for, for the business. I met my partner right when I moved to California, and he also had a similar, you know, vision. Um, we just didn't know how to incorporate it, how to make it happen. And it was about two years ago that I was just kind of fed up with my full-time job. I wanted something different. And uh, we just decided to go for it. You know, we, we did research on the back end, you know, of what we needed to do, at least to start a food business, the legalities behind it, get in like a temporary license, a seller's permit, things like that, you know, going out of our way to do this when nobody else has been able to at least help us out. You know, we've reached out to many people or organizations that are very helpful as well. And just try to get as much free information as we could because we bootstrapped everything, you know, from the very beginning. It's not like we were handed, you know, a $10,000 loan or $50,000 loan. You know, everything has been through the help of our family. And that, to me, shows that they, they believed in us since the very beginning because they've helped us out, whether, you know, just to help prep up or 
sometimes at the very beginning with money to help get our licenses and et cetera, or get our equipment. It's also about unity and creating that, like a family with all sorts of people. So it's, it's a really cool social experiment, in my opinion, to have a business. Uh, we've never had one before. I, I, at least me, I've done like eBay businesses, online selling. I've always had like a entrepreneur mindset. I always wanted to have my own business. I just didn't know what it would be. This, you know, cooking and, and plant-based, it, it all came together. And, you know, we do see that our, our food and our, our service has been taken very well by the community. You know, we, you know, we want to stay here as long as possible and be here for the community, provide for them and hopefully grow and also be able to expand nationwide, hopefully, you know, down the road. I just want to add that your food really speaks for itself. And my family, my grandma and her family, they owned a carniceria in Mexico. So like meat has always, our people think that like you can't have Mexican food without meat. And so I just yeah. want to share that you, um, catered one of our, our fundraisers and my dad was there and I didn't tell him it was plant-based and he was just <laughs> loving it. And he's like, Oh, these tacos are so good. And so I told him after, and I, I really think people just have these preconceived notions of plant-based food mm-hmm. and how they can't take on this lifestyle when really it's so delicious and so much better for you, for your health and for the environment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank you for the, for the delicious food. Yeah, I do want to uplift that plant love food. You do focus on vegan Mexican food. And that's something that we haven't seen a lot of in the San Gabriel Valley. Mm-hmm. And I know that you also champion the hashtag vegan in El Monte. Yes. I wanted to ask why the important focus on vegan Mexican food. You did talk about it, about how it ties into cultural roots, into yes. family roots. So can you talk a little bit more about why it's so important for vegan Mexican food to exist? You know, as Jeanette said, you know, it's part of our culture. You know, we're both from Mexico. I was born over there. She was born over there. Mm -hmm. But everything after that, like my siblings, you know, they're pretty much first generation American. And I see the difference, you know, Mm -hmm. I see the difference in culture where they hardly speak Spanish, you know, which Mm -hmm. is their first language. Mm -hmm. So that shows a lot that as generations go by, culture is lost, you know, um, mindsets are lost, ideas are lost. Recipes. You know, recipes, (laughs) you know, food in this case. Some of the best meals come from our grandmas, Mm -hmm. you know, come from our tias, come from our family members. Mm -hmm. That's why we decided to do this too, you know, to provide a service, but also provide a focus that even though, because Mexicans are very, they're one of the you know biggest meat consumers out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, you know, are crazy for their meat. Yes, yes. At the same time, we want to show them that if we go back to our roots, you know, our early on roots, and we're like ancestors, we were fed by the earth, by the land. You know, we cultivated, and we were a whole, um, I guess you could say, uh, nationality. You know, it comes from agriculture. You know, yeah. we're meant to plant a lot of stuff. So. Like I said, you know, we wanted to show other people that you could have a vegan lifestyle, a plant-based lifestyle, based on what a lot of people would think, I guess you could say, a cuisine style, that you, uh, like Mexican, you know, Mexican food, a lot of people think it's only meat, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of it, at least for me, it showed me that our, our cuisine, it already features a lot of plant-based food, you know, it's, 
I wouldn't say like 80% almost. And then at the top of it, we're adding either seafood or eggs or meat. I feel like at least when I transitioned, it was at first I thought it was going to be very hard. I'm like, how am I going to do it? But as I started to cook Mexican food again, I realized I'm like, it's still very simple. I just have to eliminate a few <laughs> items, you know, whether eggs or milk or or the meat, but they could all be substituted. It doesn't mean they go like that flavor is lost. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I mean, who eats unseasoned steak? You yeah. know, nobody does. You yeah. know, you still put seasonings and all those seasonings, guess what? They're herbs. You know, they come from the plant. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. as she said, you know, if you're able to find the texture, there's no reason why you can't replicate it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's why we decided to stay on focus on Mexican food because we could have done Italian, but hey, we're not Italian, you know, like, right. what are we going to do, just pasta? <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you know, we wanted to do something that we know, and like, when Janet knows how to cook, she's the main chef, I just reheat things. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, you know, his family is a part of Plant Love Food family as well. His mother um, has been making tamales for maybe 20 plus years. That's how she's been able to support her family. Mm-hmm. And she makes our vegan tamales. She uses her same... Um, sauces which were already vegan we're just adding a plant-based protein whether mushroom or jackfruit sometimes we'll put squash beans just depending on the type of tamal we're going for that process was very simple instead of cooking it or uh, mixing it with lard it's mixed with coconut oil um so it it's not a huge difference the process is the same and the flavor is delicious. You yes. Know? My mom even says, a tamal expert at this point, she says that she likes our tamales better because <laughs> we make the masa, we get the raw masa, then we build it up from there. Yeah. You know, usually people, when they get their masa tamale, it's, it's already prepared. It's already prepared. So all they have to do is just put the meat and yeah, just it, put you know? it together. Put it, put it to cook. Ours, no, we, we get the raw masa, we get the oil, the salt, we mm-hmm. everything mix is, everything. Yeah, so know? we have control of what we put into it. We know what we're putting into the, the, to the masa, into the yeah. whole recipe. Mm-hmm. And that goes with pretty much all of our recipes. A lot of people be like, they're asking us like about the impossible meats and the impossible burgers, even though they are plant-based. We feel it doesn't meet our, our standards. Uh, our standards or, you know, just like what we're seeking for because yeah. we want to stay in the whole natural, you know, yeah. is that hamburgers, even though they're good and they're fun, it's not part of our culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, doesn't doesn't mean we can't bring it on, but hey, you know, what's the equivalent of a hamburger for a Mexican? A torta. Hey, so, you know, we're, you know, we'll come out with a torta, you yeah. know, do something like that. So, so there's different variations that we want to do. We want to work. Uh, we also want to keep it all fresh, all natural. I, I know we do understand it tastes a little bit longer, but like she said, we have full control over our portions, mm-hmm. over our, our recipes, and pretty much over everything, you know, mm-hmm. so we're able to adjust or modify the taste as we please. If we get it prepackaged, then we got to stick with what they got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so we try, you know, our very minimum to outsource, you know, everything's in-house. A lot of it, a lot of our salsas are in-house. It's like I said, it's just it's part of our culture too, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to make everything from scratch, learning how to do it. And uh, not just a personal satisfaction, but a, an, another satisfaction and gratitude knowing when other people like your food, you mm-hmm. know, other customers like it and they come back for it. And like, oh my God, it's delicious. And we got a lot of people telling us how they get reminded of their home cooking, you know, that our food style is kind of reminds them of like their grandma's home style or their mom's old home style. Also, because we're Mexican, a lot of this community is familiar with Mexican food. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's been a while for a lot of people that had ate a taco or even a burrito Mm -hmm. or a pozole. A lot of these items that we're bringing out, we're familiar with them. Just as Janet said, it's with a twist. And our twist is that it's all plant-based. It's more focused on not harming animals. 
as uh, Carly mentioned, environmental or health benefits. You know, so there's really a lot of good things from it. And you know, as we see it, you know, we're not here to tell them, hey, go ahead and change your whole lifestyle. No, no, no. But you have that option. And then we want to provide that option without you feeling judged or, or you got to be scared or you got to hide yourself. No, man, like you just come here, do what you want, order what you want. If you have any questions like, hey, I don't know what this is, what that is, you know, we have a friendly staff. It's like a good way to, to kind of ease into a more plant-based diet. Personally, you know, I try. I'm not that good, but it's baby steps, I think, for a lot of us that are trying to get into a, a healthier diet. And so it's nice that if I'm at home, I'm like, what am I going to eat a salad? That doesn't sound that fun. But then I can go to a place like Plant Love Food and have something familiar that tastes good, but is also plant-based at the same time. So that's really cool that that you offer that. I'm going to segue a little bit. We do want to acknowledge that COVID-19 has affected everything in our lives, but more specifically, we want to talk about how it impacted your business. And if you maybe want to speak on any challenges your business has faced or how you've adapted to the, the current crisis. It's been a wild ride for sure, you know, like everybody else. As a business, business-wise, we did see maybe a 50% or more of a drop in sales. So that kind of hurt, you know, the days were unstable. I think we, actually, I think we actually closed down for the first, maybe a week or the, the first, that first weekend, only because, you know, of the uncertainty. We didn't know what was going on. We weren't sure if, you know, it was going to be a complete shutdown or luckily essential businesses, you know, we fall under that. So we were able to remain open. A lot of our employer hours, even though luckily we didn't lay anybody off, a lot of them were reduced. You know, a lot of hours were reduced, you know, some of them to less than 10 hours per pay period, which, you know, sucked a lot. But when we talked to them, a lot of them were understanding. They were able to hold it out. Eventually, we saw things coming back up. I think, what was it, like maybe May-ish? Things started looking a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just crazy. Like I said, it's been a roller coaster. You know, May came and then we thought things were going to go back to normal and then boom, we got shut down again. You know, and here we are now. So we're adjusting. We're, we're trying to do our best. We did do a few things to adjust to it. Like we didn't want to lay anybody off. So we reduced employee hours. So we could at least have everybody on, on the schedule. So everybody has a little bit of something. We understand everybody has bills, payments, whatever. We also got on board with a, a bunch of like those third-party um, apps, like ordering apps. So, you know, now we're on DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, Postmates. So, you know, that's another option if, you know, anybody wants to try our food. We had to adjust our hours. Our hours were we kind of like pushed, you know, a little bit more later. Customers were coming later on in the, in the afternoon or in the day. We accommodated to that. And, yeah, we saw, and we saw an increase. You know, we were able to meet that. A lot of customers didn't want to come out. You know, early on, because I mean, everybody's sleeping, especially everybody staying home. A lot of people are waking up late, and I don't blame them. You know, I would too. <laughs> we had to, you know, with the whole cleaning thing, oh man, we had to double down on that. So we had to clean pretty much everything, you know, twice as much, high traffic areas, maybe up to three times, four times. We were already providing sanitizer for our customers, so, you know, we just had to double up on that. So that wasn't a big deal for us. But we did have to, had more expenses, like for the employee mask, you know, things like that. Another, I guess, another challenge was uh, the whole government loan things. You know, a lot of these loans and grants, they were like, they were crazy, man. There was like the rain circus, you know, just trying to apply for these, you know, so many questions, so many things to answer. 
so many back and forth. And a lot of these are, are not even answered yet. You know, I don't even know where, yeah. we, where we stand on these. So that's, you know, so where we are. That's why, like Janet said, you know, a lot of this uh, work that we have been doing, you know, has been all through our sweat and tears, you know, our work, the people that support us, whether it be our customers or our friends or our family, all those people, you know, they're helping us out, grinding it out. And, you know, we couldn't be more grateful for them. Uh, another challenge will be like joining these third-party apps, but it did take a big chunk out of your, your profits. Now they take a commission check up to 30%. So adjusting to that, you know, because I don't like overcharging. I feel that's wrong. We should, you don't have to let your product speak for itself. I'm a true believer of that. So just when the whole third-party thing, you know, like I had a real hard time adjusting to that, you know, as a business, we could also stay, not lose so much. So, so like I said, those are a few challenges. You kind of led into my next question on like, how can we as consumers or customers or supporters of your business, how can we best support you? I know you mentioned like that the third party apps take a big cut. So maybe one, like try to order takeout directly from you all, but are there any other things? At least currently. Yeah, as um, of right now, July 22nd, <laughs> I don't know when this is going to air. We're still like renovating. We're still kind of closed. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> so that's one thing that in a sense hurting us because we're not making any any uh, revenue. There's no cash coming in. We spent everything we've saved up, you know, moving to our new location, which like at least during these times is even more stressful come Next month, you know, we have bills that are going to be due. One thing we've actually been just started doing is we're part of the uh, like the farmer's market on here on Main Street. Since that's where our new location is going to be, we're now business owners here. So we're allowed to, you know, at least have a table outside in the meantime while the farmer's market is going on. So we have been inviting our customers, our fan base online to come out through Instagram, through Facebook. Um, it's Thursdays from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. right on Main Street at the Old Valley Mall. And uh, just recently this week, we launched um, the ability to pre-order our protein by the pound. So, you know, whether like our jackfruit dinga, our vegan chicken, our carne asada, and our hibiscus birria, uh, which is uh, one of our proteins that we usually don't have in the restaurant. It's more like a specialty item. So it's, it gets released every few months or, you know, privately for catering. I have been telling customers like, hey, you know, place the orders because we have people DMing us like, hey, you know, I miss your food. You know, I miss you. You know, when are you guys going to open up? So this is a perfect opportunity. And we're going to be launching our online ordering as well pretty soon. So, you know, once that's up and running, it obviously will be better to order directly through us versus third party apps. But if you need to use them, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And then we're trying to shoot to open at least a new location on Main Street by August. There's no definite date yet. There's still lots of renovations going on. But if anything, we'll be able to at least do takeout. And um, another thing we were thinking of doing is we're going to create a GoFundMe page for anybody that is able to help out in any sense. Because, you know, we do have a lot of renovations that are going to happen in a dining area. But because of the restrictions of no dining, there's not going to be any access to the dining anyways, which I guess is to our advantage in the meantime uh, to give us more time to build more uh, of a revenue to you know pay for all these expenses coming up. We want to hire uh, an adequate staff, an adequate team. Right now, our, our team members are going to be moving with us, but some have gone different directions. Some are going to stay with us. 
So that's another thing, you know, we're going to be adding more staff. That's another pretty good expense right there. But we do want to hire reliable people. We've been uh, doing interviews. We're probably going to have another round coming soon of interviews. We, we just want to be able to make sure that we provide the best experience possible to our customers who have supported us, you know, this whole time. So maybe hopefully by like 2021, the actual dining will be back. Who knows, you know, when it would actually happen. But it at least gives us some time to work on it and at least be able to open up for takeout and build some revenue, um, which is why we, we wanted to create the GoFundMe to at least help out with any other expenses that may come up. I'm sure there's going to be, you know, lots of them <laughs> coming up very soon. Great. Awesome. So once your GoFundMe is up, be sure to share it with us because we'll post it on our social media for sure. So depending on when you're listening to this podcast, you can either support by visiting Plant Love Food at the new El Monte Farmer's Market on Thursdays from 5 to 9 p.m. Or if you're listening by the time that their new location opens up, you can go get takeout. And just to clarify, you're hoping to open up for takeout in August? We're aiming for August 1st. It might be a little pushback a little bit more, maybe like the next week. It's like when you build something, you know, you take something apart and then when you try to put it back together, you realize something else is missing or something yeah. else got broken and you got to yeah. fix that. And oh man, it's just just keep stacking on things. But yeah. um, we're aiming for August 1st, uh, at least for the takeout, for the online, for mm-hmm. third parties, mm-hmm. pickups, all that good stuff. Actual dining, as Kenneth mentioned, you know, and that's the whole COVID thing. Yeah, you know, it's just checking <laughs> us, you know, we don't, we're unsure on that. It works for, you know, at least in the meantime, to our advantage to actually do something nice to the room, to the facility, provide a proper dining experience. We want to give them something else, you know, we want to show that love what better way than to give them something nice when they come and have their meals. So, I mean, that's one way. And they don't have to just support us. You know, there's plenty of local El Monte businesses that need our support. You know, Cyber Yogurt's one of them. Very good people right there. Um, Andrea's Healthy Kitchens, you know, sadly, they had a fire a month or two back. They need support too. Everybody that comes down to the farmer's market, it's a great opportunity to support local farmers, you know, independent farmers, independent growers, get some natural, fresh, organic stuff. So, like I said, you don't have to support us, but at least support your local small businesses. You can go to Walmart anytime. Come down to the farmer's market, get some real stuff. Yes, thank you for highlighting that and uplifting some other of our bike-friendly businesses. So, we're going to switch gears again. For someone who's never been to your restaurant before, what would you recommend or what are your signature dishes or your favorite? Well, I would say, I mean, since we are a Mexican establishment, Mexican food, everybody knows tacos. So you can't go wrong with tacos, you know. We do offer a variety of proteins. I would think one of the most new, friendly, vegan friendly, you know, for newcomers will be the uh, carne asada. You know, a lot of people do like that one. It's a soy-based carne asada, but it has the same texture. Same You know, same look. (laughs) Tastes are going to be a little bit different because we don't have the animal fat. But, you know, we get pretty darn close and a lot of people do like it. So, you know, you can have tacos. We also do burritos, quesadillas. As mentioned earlier, we want to do um, tortas, expand our menu. But for sure, you know, you can't go wrong with tacos, burritos, nachos. A lot of people like our nachos. Another good protein option. We're really well known for our jackfruit. Yeah. (laughs) You know, a lot of people do like our jackfruit. They go for the jackfruit. So that's something... I know not a lot of people are familiar with that. So just a quick background on the jackfruit, you know, it's like a watermelon sized fruit, you know, it's a bunch of little prickly spikes on it. 
but the cool thing about it is that when it's green, when it's young, you could actually manipulate it to taste however you want. We make it as a tinga style. A lot of other people do it as a barbecue, pupor, carnitas, you know, so it's very versatile. You can do it however you want. Once it's uh, ripe, that's when it starts giving that funky smell. But, you know, the fruit inside is really delicious, really good. A lot of people say it's a mixture of mango, papaya, banana, kind of like a juicy fruit, you know, bubblegum. <laughs> you know, when it's ripe, yeah, even though it might be stinky, the fruit is delicious. <laughs> Do you want to shout out the next Vegan and Almani Festival? I'm not sure yet. I would like to say maybe August, but I'm not sure. But I would like to take this time and ask you guys, hey, maybe we could throw one together again, you know, how we did it at, at the Active Headquarters. You know, that was fun. A lot of people liked that, you know. It was, it was really Yeah, a lot good. of people still bring it up, whether, you know, that's how they heard of us or they actually went to the location and, you know, they got to meet so many people and network. I think that, that was the coolest part, that they got to network with people from all walks of life. There was a, a lots of city officials there that day, a lot of people from Active SGV, people from different cities that came together. It's nice building that unity, especially right now where you don't know what's really going on, like when this is going to all be over. So, you know, I think with safe measures, you know, we can definitely make it happen as an outdoor event. But at least for us, I've been skeptical about trying to make the event just because of what's going on. I mean, public safety is number one priority. You know, we don't want to get anybody sick or anybody yeah. pretty much to fall victim of this thing. You know, we just got to be careful. We just got to be on it. Yeah. Um, you know, we're trying to do our part. We don't, don't want to spread any more fear. You know, I know a lot of people are scared mm -hmm. already. You don't, you don't need my fear. So don't think they're going away. You know, we are going to bring them back. You know, given this new location, it also gives us an opportunity to work with the city, do it with them, and yeah, hopefully it gets a lot bigger. Yeah, maybe it can make it happen here you know? in the Valley Mall. It gets a lot bigger. Maybe it could be like a resident thing, you know, like kind of like a farmer's market, make it every week or something like that. Or, you know, a little bit more frequent. Maybe not every week, <laughs> but you, you get my idea. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of opportunities that are being presented as well. You know, we got to look at this with, a, with an open mindset, you know, with a perspective. The universe itself is chaotic, but when a star implodes or explodes, you know, it creates chaos in the, in the universe, you know, in space. But that allows it for new stars to create and to start, you know, for new life to begin. So we just got to understand, don't be scared, you know, do your part, stay safe, but also stay calm and stay positive. We're all going to get through this. The human species has been surviving for hundreds, thousands of years. You know, I don't, I don't think we're going away anywhere, you know, at least not anytime soon. That's great to hear. I agree. I think, you know, it's a tough time, but we have to stay positive and be as diligent and as safe and healthy as we possibly can so that soon we can go back out. And I, I'm so looking forward to the day when I can go to the Valley Mall and go get my tacos at Plant Love Food and then go get <laughs> a beer at Progress. Right? Oh man, Someday. same here. We're looking forward. Like all those bike rides you guys host, you know, like, oh man, we miss all that. Yeah. You know? it's, it's been a while. All right. Do you have any last things you want to add before I do the closing? Well, yeah. One last thing is, you know, do your research on how to build your immune system, especially in this time. You know, I think this is what's most important and it's not being put out there in the media. It's mostly fear-based and I think we need to go more on fact-based and start doing our research and seeing what kind of foods, what kind of herbs, what kind of supplements we can take to build up our immune system. I think the best thing we can do is uh, learn how to eat a healthy diet. Yeah, exactly. Stay prevented. And, yeah. And 
that's the best thing you can do as an individual, you know, and especially if you have family members, whether they're elders or younger children, um, you want to be able to keep them healthy. Uh, and with healthy activity, you know, what you guys promote is staying active nonetheless, going on a walk, you Even know. Even if it's just a walk. Exactly. exactly. Just so going on a daily walk is very beneficial. Uh, exactly. Going on a skateboard, on a scooter, on a bike, on a roller blade, just exactly. get out there, get some sunlight. It's been our friend. It's our friend. You yeah. Know? Like I said, I know, I know a lot of people are scared. A lot of people have fear. But as Janet mentioned, you know, just do some research. It's nothing crazy. You know, mm-hmm. it's not the first time it's going to happen. And yeah. I'm sure it's probably not going to be the last, you know? What better way for you to protect your family than to give them the proper nutrition, you know, just the proper information. Thank you so much to Jeanette and Osmar for being our lovely guests today on this episode. Do yourself a favor and go follow at Plant Love Food on Instagram. Go try some of their delicious food as soon as you can. For more information on our Bike Friendly Business District program, please visit bikefriendlysgv.com. And added bonus, if you feel safe enough, go on a bike ride and support a local business near you. Pick up your takeout on bike. This podcast is made possible by funding from the Liberty Hill Foundation and listeners like you. If you'd like to support Active SGV's work, you can do so at activesgv.org. Until our next episode, please stay in touch with us on social media at ActiveSTV. Thank you.